1: 971 FM Talk
0: on demand audio.
1: Our friend Jazz Shaw is back with us from hotair.com this afternoon just to catch up on several things. We can talk about the Trump announcement tonight as well. How are you, Jazz? Uh, doing good, buddy. How you going? I'm I'm doing well. Right before I welcome you in here, I just happened to click on the site to see if you had written about anything today. And in fact, you did. So let me start with this because you, you actually opened up one of the uh, the pieces today that said it's a rare day indeed when I get the chance to say anything nice about Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg. So uh, this is interesting. I had not heard about this yet. People who are kind of screwed during the pandemic on airline stuff are going to get some money back? Well... Yes,
0: some of them. Um, There were, as we all know, tons of delays, canceled flights, things like that, and people that had their flights canceled after they companies had already booked them um, will be they're being ordered by the transportation department to get refunds. Uh, The big problem with this is, uh, and that's great because you know it's crappy service, and a lot of people know that, but. There's only one American airline that's involved. The rest of them are all uh, airlines from outside the United States. They're not really tagging any of the big airlines from the United States, and people had problems with them, too. So uh, how that deal worked out, I'm not entirely sure, but they, they did go after one airline in Colorado and some foreign airlines. But if you didn't get a refund for a flight that was canceled and you wound up taking Uh, you know, bonus miles or something like that in exchange, that's not going to help you. So any of the listeners, if you're in that situation, definitely go check out uh, the website that's in the link there and see if you qualify, because if you're not on, if you weren't flying on frontier airlines, if you're flying on American or United or any, you know, anybody else in the United States, apparently they didn't get hit.
1: Well, I'm a fan of Southwest mainly because I, I just seem to have fewer problems on Southwest, and I always know if I have to cancel the flight, I can get the flight credit. So I, I tend to stick with, with that airline. But you always can't do that. I mean, sometimes you do have to fly other airlines, right?
0: Right. And and, and that happens. I, don't, I haven't really flown much at all since the pandemic started. But, yeah, I, I get it. There are problems. They crop up. But there is a law in the United States that says you're supposed to be offered— a refund if there's an unreasonable uh, delay or a cancellation uh, after you book the flight in advance, and there are companies being held accountable for that, and some that don't really seem to be held quite as accountable because though the American companies don't always tell flyers immediately that oh you can have a refund, the first thing they do is offer you yeah, right uh, we'll, we'll give you some miles or you know we'll. Uh, give you credit towards another flight. And if you don't know that you can say, no, I want a refund. Then you, you basically just walk away and you're not going to qualify.
1: Yeah, we were we were concerned because we had booked a f- um, some flights to go to Mexico over Thanksgiving and changed the plans and were concerned that they were just going to give us, you know, it was like $3,600 in, in airline tickets. We were worried that, and this was like Spirit or Frontier, I can't remember what it was, that they weren't going to give us back the money. But my wife kind of played hardball, and it took a little while. You know, she had to insist, and they, they finally issued the refund, but it wasn't easy.
0: Right, and th- that's the whole point I was making. You yeah. have to play hardball. But how many people out there didn't know enough to play hardball?
1: Most. And I
0: think maybe the government could be doing a better job getting, you know, information out there like these are your rights as a traveler in the United States and make sure you ask. And I, I had to find out about it through like secondhand sources. So, yeah, I, I think it's a good move, but I do think they could be doing a bit more.
1: Jazz Shaw from Hot Air with me. The other story that you wrote about today, and I had not heard about this one either, is this Parents Defending Education Group and the lawsuits in Boston. Explain what's going on here, because this is sort of a reverse racism story, isn't it?
0: Um, <clears throat> that's one aspect of it. Uh, definitely a big aspect of it. But I think most of your listeners are probably already aware that the public schools have been turned into like indoctrination centers for woke woke theology and things like that. But uh, yeah, in all across the country, really, but that group has been particularly targeting Massachusetts, which is very, very, very woke. And there were parents who were unhappy about their children being indoctrinated into transgender ideology um, against certain classes and presentations being set up. One of them literally said students who identify uh, as primarily white are not invited. And that's that's blatant racism. I mean, it's just
1: amazing. Yeah, the way I guess it was described this way, that the um, the group sued Wellesley Public Schools for an alleged illegal discrimination when Wellesley High School hosted a forum for Asian students and students of color to discuss a mass shooting at an Asian massage parlor in Atlanta. The teacher who organized the session wrote that it was, quote, not for students who identify only as white. I guess you can put white in something else and then you'd be okay.
0: Well, yeah, apparently. But still, you're bringing race into it. And it's an educational activity. How do you block one group of students out of an educational activity based solely on the color of their skin, rather than the content of their character, as Martin Luther King would have said? And yeah, those people backed down and they were forced to pay the schools. Uh, they, They lost the suits. And this seems to be a spreading trend, and I'm glad to see it.
1: You know, one of the things that you said, though, resonated because when you wrote about that, you asked this question. Do these people honestly not understand that they are engaging the most obvious form of racism imaginable? To you, Jazz, and to me, to many of the listeners right now, that seems so obvious. But what, what is in the brains of those people who are trying to defend this or think that this is okay?
0: I, I think it's a mindset that grew out of a number of things, one of the biggest ones being the Black Lives Matter thing, uh, where they're like, well, we hate discrimination, but if you're discriminating against white people, particularly white males, that's
1: okay. Straight white males in particular.
0: Straight white males and non-transgender, what's the word they use? Cisgender. Yeah, cisgender. White males.
1: Cisgender white men.
0: Cisgender, straight white males. uh, That's fine the courts almost unanimously this group has been having so much success have looked at that and said um that's not how this works that's not how any of this works you can't discriminate against anybody and now the schools are the schools and the teachers unions in a couple of cases that i didn't put in the article are being made to pay because you you can't do that you know and i again i'll I'll just repeat myself I, I think it's a very promising development.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. All right, well, one more thing here, and we're going to talk about this, and I've been talking about the, uh, I guess what's going to happen tonight at Mar-a-Lago. We're going to air it live here on 97.1 FM Talk. I follow Scott Adams on Twitter. I know a lot of people do. I've seen his uh, tweets over the years. He's been very supportive of Donald Trump, but you were a call the other day and they headlined it at hot air when you've lost scott adams and he he broke bad on something that really kind of pissed me off too when trump writes something and he says glenn youngkin he says that sounds chinese youngkin the whole thing was just immature as usual so what happened adams tweets out i'm done right he had had enough at that point
0: yeah he's out um i'm not i want to make clear to everybody listening i'm not out but i have been very disappointed with some of the antics coming from the former president in a time when it feels like the party should be pulling together, you know, and focusing on the stuff that so many Republicans did not focus on in the midterms, focus on the crime, focus on the border disaster, focus on all these things. And a lot of them failed to do that. And we can leave for another interview, you know, what the Democrats have been up to with counting the votes and all that. But it wasn't good and yeah i was a little unhappy with the uh with how the last president handled that and i just tweeted something a little while ago if everybody that's listening to this is following me you probably already saw it i'm probably not even going to watch the announcement because i'm a little annoyed with donald yeah, trump right yeah. now well i'm going to be and at the Eagles tonight so, somebody, so i not watch it either let, let me be very clear i'm someone who voted for donald trump twice and has said repeatedly that if he's the nominee in 2024, I will be perfectly fine with voting for him again, but at this point, he's making me pull back a little bit and say, well, let's let the primary play out and see how that goes.
1: I've been very... I would say encouraged, that's just me, that there had been, because my question after the election last Tuesday was, how many people will be willing to say publicly that we kind of need to go in a different direction? I'm in that camp. I, at this point, support DeSantis. I'm exhausted by the tone. I also think though, jazz, and there's probably going to be something to do with this all this piling on and blaming Trump for the midterms which he doesn't maybe he deserves some of the blame but certainly not the amount that people are trying to tag him with at this point is probably going to help him. And then people think when the media, you know, piles on because they will, that that will probably bring people more around to Trump in a weird way. Don't you think that's how the psychology has worked the last few years?
0: I I think it's possible, but at the same time, I I'm watching everything that's going on, and I I think that bolstering Trump and making him the focus is what helps Democrats the most. I think it helps them a lot in the midterms because they didn't want to talk about their atrocious record and everything. But if they could keep everybody thinking about the, quote, bad orange man, you know, then that kind of helps them. So at this point, I'm just like, let's let the situation play out. It applies to Non-Trump Republicans, the congressional leadership, um, we see a lot of people saying, oh, no, we, we just got to stick with what we're doing and keep doing it. Well, what we're doing didn't work that well in the midterms. And maybe we should be having a discussion right now about who the leadership should be in the Republican Party, in the Senate, in the House. Is Mitch McConnell the right guy? Is Kevin McCarthy you know, the right person at this moment? where we're getting ready to go into a two-year presidential cycle. No, those is, are all legitimate right. questions,
1: and I, I think what I, we learned today— we should it,
0: all be asking. Yeah,
1: and right. I think we're going to ask those questions. The problem is, is that when you want new leadership, who are those new leaders going to be, and can they get coalitions and votes, and can they actually, um, you know, work through the process? And there's some, I think, doubts about who those people might be. I, I've long not been the biggest fan of Mitch McConnell. Uh, But the reality of the way that the swamp works is it's very, very difficult. Even the people look on the McCarthy side right now, Jazz, as you know, even Marjorie Taylor Greene is saying Kevin McCarthy is going to be the guy. We have to go with Kevin McCarthy. So in the end, he is going to be the House Speaker in January. The McConnell question might be a little bit more interesting. I don't know. Listen, you have a great night. We'll have you back. Jazz Shaw from HotAir.com. Appreciate it. Anytime, my friend. Thank thank you very much. Thanks, Jazz. has got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage.